You are tuned into America's positive radio talk show, David Essel in the Box. Welcome aboard, gang, as we uh, rock across the USA and even across the world, bringing you ideas and thoughts on how to move your life from where you are right now to where you really want to be. 1-800-548-8255, broadcasting live as we always do. Out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California. I am rocking. I am so ready to go. We've got some great guests, great topics. We're going to be talking about procrastination in just a moment. Of course, you're listening to us on XM Satellite Radio 168, streaming worldwide at talkdavid.com. And we are proud to be part of the Premier Radio Network. 12 million XM subscribers. We welcome each and every one of you as we celebrate 22 years on the air, offering nothing but Positive Talk Radio, 1-800-548-8255. So procrastination, why do we do it? Like, what does it mean when we procrastinate going after a goal? Does it mean that we really don't want to be more successful in making money, losing weight, finding God, saving a relationship? If we're procrastinating this stuff, does it mean that we really don't want to be successful? I'm going to talk more about that in a minute. Our guest today... These guests, it's amazing how April O'Leary lines up this show because when we look at the theme today, we normally never do theme shows, but the way this falls into place is just amazing. Michael Luckman is going to kick us off. He's the author of the book, Overpowering Fear, Fear of Money, Fear of Love, Fear of Health, Fear of Success, Fear of Business, Fear of Sales. He's going to rock with us with real-life success stories, not just his own, but a bunch of his clients. Dr. Joe Dispenza, author of Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Who we are right now is holding ourselves back. <laughs> Did you realize that? Who you are. If, if there's something in life you want that you ain't got, who you are is holding yourself back. And when we let go, which Dr. Joe is going to tell us how to do it, we become who we want to be. And uh, Lynn Woodland is back, author of Making Miracles. And could it be possible that you have the power to actually create miracles? Is it something that you could generate from inside yourself with the help of the divine? Or is it something that is just divinely given and we don't have any power over? We'll, we'll talk to Lynn about that. 1-800-548-8255. So procrastination in our work with clients, we, when, when people are procrastinating, and we probably, I don't know, I'm going to guess 70% of people hire us because they have procrastinated over a goal. We, we, we describe it as hell on earth. If you want to experience hell on earth, it's knowing for the past six months, six years, 30 years, that you've needed to lose weight, forgive someone because you're suffering from your resentments, um, that you've needed to start saving more money, but you're fence-sitting, and fence-sitting is as hell on earth because you know you need to be doing something different, but you're not. Some people refer to it as self sabotage. You know? And why is it? Why is it that we procrastinate? Well, it could be that we have a fear of becoming uncomfortable. And believe it or not, going into the uncomfortable zone, learning how to meditate, learning, learning yoga, trying to forgive someone is all uncomfortable, but that's where success is. So it could be a fear of being uncomfortable, it could be a fear of making a mistake. Of course, that's not possible. As long as you're moving forward, there's never mistakes made. The only mistake we make is sitting on the fence. Um, it could be a fear of being judged, of other people judging our actions and trying to lose weight, make more money, get healthier, 
But who cares? You know, it's your goal. It's no one else's. Or it could be procrastination sometimes occurs when you're going after goals that aren't yours. In other words, you're going after a goal because your husband wants you to, your girlfriend wants you to, your best friend, your brother, your sister, your mom, your dad. Like you have no interest in this goal whatsoever, but you're trying to do it to please someone. And that's one of the reasons that we procrastinate. So what do we change? How do we change it? How do we get out of procrastination? Number one. Write out all the benefits that would come if you were to really attack this goal. Number two, write out all the challenges. In other words, see the reality. Yeah, I'm, I need to lose weight. I've been procrastinating. But here are the things that could block me, right? Write down a daily plan of action. You notice this is all in writing? Write down a daily plan of action, the steps you need to take, the time of day to accomplish your goal, and then find someone to hold you accountable to change. If you follow these steps, you will break through procrastination. And if you didn't write down what I just said, get our free book, The Power of Focus, because we write about it in there. The Power of Focus, it's absolutely free. Just go to talkdavid.com, talkdavid.com. Get the free book, The Power of Focus, and break the chains of procrastination for good. I am so glad that you've taken some time to join us today. America's Positive Radio Talk Show. It's all about helping you to get to the next level. At any given time in life, you can change. Let's make it today, and I'm going to help you. 1-800-548-8255. Stay right there. I'm David Essel. Back in a second. We're jamming across the USA every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific, out of uh, Studio E, Los Angeles, California, 1-800-548-8255-XM-168, streaming live at talkdavid.com. Time to answer a ton of questions from individuals across the USA. And if you have a question, if you're right now, as I go through relationships and health and all these different things that have come in, people asking all these questions, call us. If you've got something on your mind, you're stuck. And you're saying, how the heck do I move myself to a better place with my career or my body or my relationship or my spiritual path or get out of an addiction? 1-800-548-8255. This is a great one. Relationships comes right off the start. Is it normal to want to date several people at the same time? I'm a 39-year-old woman and just decided that I finally want to do this. No more chains just free dates. My girlfriends say, good luck. (laughs) Guys will never put up with it. What are your thoughts? Oh my God, just ask them. First of all, you know, so many times people think I have to follow certain rules in dating. You know, it's only appropriate to date one guy at a time. You know, if you're at a time in your life, if you're 39, you're 29, you're 19, I don't care what the eight, you're 79, right? And you say, you know, enough of the chains of being tied down to one person. I just want to have fun. I want to date around. Ask people. Tell them. Be honest. Say, hey, listen, I'd love to go out with you, whether you meet them online or through a friend or at work or at the gym or whatever. Be honest. You know, go out with them a couple. You don't have to tell them right up front, but go out with them a couple times. And then if they start to feel more attracted to you or you them, say, hey, I just want to really tell you that uh, I'm, I'm really only interested in dating casually. You know, I don't want to really get into a relationship. Those who understand this and agree with you will stay. And those who don't, 
will fade away. So you're going to win either way. Yes, it's normal to want to be like this. Absolutely. And I want to say this again. Too many times people take on the uh, the feelings they get from friends and family and society. You should have a life partner. You should, you know, you're 39 years old. You should be serious now. If you don't have kids, maybe it's time to think about a family. And if that's not you, that's not you. The most important thing I believe you'll have to do is set boundaries so that you can be honest. You know. And some of the boundaries might be limiting communication if you're going to see multiple people. If you talk to one of the guys you're dating and it's on a Monday, you may say to him at the end of the conversation, wow, this was great. I'll see you Thursday for coffee or I'll talk to you Thursday. In other words, give yourself some breathing room or you'll start talking to two or three people a day and that'll drive you insane. You don't want to get burned out. If you, and remember, if you have sex, my Lord, protect yourself. Safe sex. one 800 548-8255 from uh, relationships to the brain. I observe my brain is constantly on the run. Thoughts, goals, judgments, worries, etc. What is the fastest way and I can slow it down? You know, for most of us who have really overactive brains and thought processes, it's been like that. There could be a physiological reason. Uh, but if not, it's a habit that has created physiological inroads into the brain, and it can take time to slow down. So I say this right away because you ask, what is the fastest way? <laughs> Isn't that just so typical? We want it right now, you know? And I understand that, and it's not bad. I'm just laughing because I want the same stuff. Whatever I want, I want it now. But it can take time to break the thought patterns and to think in a new way, to think in a different way to react to situations in a different way. To slow ourselves down takes time. Number one, right off the top of my head, uh, I'd say meditation. Oh, my Lord. There's so many different kinds. You can get CDs on meditation. You can take a class. Uh, Go to tm.org. T as in Tom, M as in Mary.org, Transcendental Meditation. I do it daily. I love it. Uh, sometimes hypnosis can be very powerful. Just Google hypnosis instructors in your area, hypnosis teachers. Hypnosis can be awesome in regards to slowing the brain down. Biofeedback. Google biofeedback practitioners in your area. Biofeedback can help you to learn how to slow yourself down, which will slow the brain down. Exercise releases endorphins which can help to calm the mind. So think about it, but but I caution you in the, in the question, what's the fastest way I can do it? Because if you've been like this for a long time, have patience with yourself. And then finally, there's supplements, you know, like Calmaid, C-A-L-M-A-I-D, which is lavender oil that you actually ingest in a capsule. That has a very calming effect, hence the word Calmaid. So... Check all that out. You know, I I think it's a great question. And I believe more of us need to be looking at ways to slow down. Heck, we even wrote the book Slow Down for this very reason that you're asking. Uh, Oh, this is a biggie. Going back to relationships. (laughs) Oh, bless your heart, honey. How do I tell my boyfriend that our sex life is really boring? Mm. That's a big one, isn't it? It's so tricky because we don't want to hurt our partner's feelings. But if our sex life is really boring, our sex life is really boring. Uh, She goes on, I love him. I have no intention of leaving, but I want it to change. 
So now here's the good news. The bad news is, is that you have a boring sex life. I don't know how long it's been going on for. The good news is this is so changeable. We help couples all the time maneuver around these obstacles like what you're asking about that seem insurmountable. And especially if you've been having boring sex for a long time, a long time meaning four, five, six months, a year, two or three years, right? So this is what I would recommend. If I'm in your situation, I'd have the conversation outside of the bedroom, not in bed, not after you've had sex, not anywhere near the bedroom, outside of the bedroom. I would ask him what he likes that you do. So he said, hey, you know what, honey, when we have sex, what is it that you really like that, that we do together? And what do you really like that I do? Um, then I would ask him, what do you not like? Like, what don't you care for when we're doing certain things in the bedroom? What are things that don't turn you on or you don't like? Uh, and then I would say, once you have him answering these questions, and he might say, you know, everything's fine. Everything you do is great, right? He might, might not. He might give you some honest answers. Then I would ask him, what if he would like to try something new, something different? Like if you went out and, and looked at doing something different, wearing different clothes or, or learning some kind of new technique, would he be into it? Would he be open? In other words, we want to engage our partners, right? Engage our partners. Get them involved. And if he says no to everything, if I'm in your shoes once again, I'm going to surprise him. I would get different outfits. I would try. I would I would maybe get a DVD on some kind of um, instructional sexual. They've they've got some great DVDs out there that are both educational and sensual. So it's not just like the craziness that we've known for years. There's some really, really good stuff out there. So I would do that. And if he rejects it all, take a big breath. Try not to take it personal and try again. If that doesn't work, then I would get into counseling with a therapist, a coach, a minister, whatever rings your guy's bell, and sit down with someone else and see if they can help you find out what the core is of his resistance. You know, And, and good luck with that because that's so important, and you don't want to leave him, and you don't have to leave him. You're just going to have to do some work. one 800 548-8255-1800. I love all these questions. I think, and if you have questions, you can email us at talkdavid.com. You can call us, send us an email at talkdavid.com. You can text us with your questions. And I've just got a couple texts already. So you guys must be remembering our number. 941. Here's the text number. 941-266-7676. Our text number. 941-266. 7676. You can text us at any, any time. Or you can call us 1-800-548-8255. Going back to supplementation. This is so important. What is the supplement you always refer to to decrease sugar and alcohol cravings? Yes. There is an amino acid that we've worked with for 20 years now with our clients, especially those that are in some type of recovery for uh, overeating, food addictions, alcohol addictions. It's called glutamine, G-L-U-T-A-M-I-N-E. And that amino acid works on the brain when there are cravings for sugar or alcohol. Now, you have to make sure it's not a low blood sugar. In other words, if you haven't eaten in six or eight hours, it may not be a physiological craving for sugar or alcohol. It could be that your blood sugar levels are low and you're really hungry and you need food. But let's say that you ate uh, dinner at 5 o'clock 
or you ate lunch at, at 12, and all of a sudden, at 2 o'clock, you're craving sugar, right? Well, then glutamine would work. And what you want to do, what you want to do is, um, we just got a bunch of more texts in. What you want to do is take this tap, tablet, tablet or capsule underneath your tongue. If it's a capsule, open up the powder, let it fly underneath your tongue, and just have it dissolve sublingually, and it goes into the bloodstream like immediately, right away, instantly. And within a few minutes, the craving disappears. It's worked for years with us, and I know it'll work for you too. one 800 548 This text just came in saying, um, <laughs> oh, this is funny, amen to the glutamine. In recovery now for five years, and glutamine stopped all alcohol cravings within 30 days. Powerful. Thank you for that text. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Anonymous, we won't mention who you are, even if you sent your name. Um, let's go to business. Let's go to the business. 1-800-548-8255. Of course, you're tuned in to America's Positive Radio Talk Show, David Essel Alive, or email us through our website, talkdavid.com. I need help in planning to start my own business. My budget is zero, or I'd hire you as my coach. <laughs> Thank you very much. What other options? Okay, I'm going to tell you the first option that I would highly recommend. The first option is borrow money from a friend or a family member and get a coach or a consultant. Whether it's me or anyone else, I'm not here to plug myself with that answer. But really, it is so important in the beginning to have someone with a lot of experience in the industry possibly that you're in or someone that just has a lot of business experience who can coach you on a regular basis. When we say a regular basis, in the beginning, it might be twice a week. It might be five times a week. It could be 15-minute meetings. It could be a half-an-hour meetings. But it's really important. It's a great investment of your money. I would not shy away from that at all. The other option, and this is something, if you guys remember Bruce Williams, Bruce Williams was a radio talk show host for, gosh, probably 50 years. When I started 22 years ago, I used to listen to his show before I got my own show. And then when I got on with the same network, used to be Westwood One, um, I used to listen to Bruce back then. And one of the pieces of advice he would give to new people starting their own business is to go to SCORE, the Service Corps of Retired Executives, S-C-O-R-E. They have offices in every city across the U.S., S-C-O-R-E, Service Corps of Retired Executives, and it's exactly what it says. There are retired executives who are there to help you, especially with things like business plans, um, asking banks for money. I mean, I, I have used them in the past, and they were exceptional in those two areas, helping me write my first business plan, helping me go after loans for my business from the bank. That's the two biggest strong points I saw from Service Corps of Retired Executives. So give that a shot. Remember, at any time during the show, email us at talkdavid.com to find out more about the guests we have on, like Michael Luckman's coming up, the author of the book, Overcoming, Overpowering Fear. You can check out Michael's website. Just go to talkdavid.com. You'll see all of our XM satellite radio information. Text us during the show, 941-266-7676. We've got so much information here today and every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific, and it's all aimed at helping you. Remember this, at any given time in life, like today, you can radically change your mind, start the path of a new body, release an addiction, find deep love, a path to God. Whatever you want, it's here, and we're here to help you. I'm David Essel. Fired up that you're with us. Stay there.
You're tuned in to David Essel Live, America's Positive Radio Talk Show. Welcome aboard, gang, and thank you so much for taking some of your time out of your busy Saturday as we explore life, love, health, success, and more. 1-800-548-8255. Coming up in just a couple minutes, uh, Michael Luckman, author of the book Overpowering Fear, Defeating the Number One Challenge in Sales in Life. Whatever makes you nervous in life, whatever you shy away from, is the key to your success. Isn't that the truth? It's always the truth. Whatever you're afraid of, whatever you're insecure about, Michael's been there, done that. We're going to get some great information on the steps to take to help you overcome your fear, to make the money you want, to lose the the, the weight that you want to lose. Whatever it is, we're going to talk about that in just a minute. one 800 Five four eight eight two five five for um for all of our our listeners in Tampa, Florida, St. Petersburg, Florida, Orlando, Florida. Tomorrow, I will be at First Unity Church in St. Petersburg, Florida. I'll be actually, as many of you know, I'm an all faith minister. I'll be leading the two sermons in the morning, First Unity Church in St. Petersburg. So Orlando, Tampa, St. Pete, all of our listeners from those areas. Come and join me in the morning, and then in the afternoon, I'll be doing a two-hour workshop on love, deepening a relationship with ourselves and others. More information on that at talkdavid.com. But when you come into the church, come up to me and let me know that you listen to the XM show. When you come to the workshop in the afternoon, make sure you let me know. I know we have a ton of listeners in those areas, and I'm excited to meet each and every one of you. We always have a ball when we go there, and we travel there a couple times a year. If you are, um, if you'd like to be able to listen to this show right now, with all of our guests, including Michael Luckman and uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza coming up later on, and Lud- Lynn Woodland coming up after that, on your iPhone, your smartphone, your Android, all you have to do is join our text club, David Us Live Text Club, and you can listen no matter where you are. <laughs> anywhere in the world, you can listen to it on your iPhone. So this is what you do to become part of the VIP text club. Type in the number 69302, 69302. In the message box, Talk David. Type in the word Talk David, all one word, lowercase. Talk David, hit send. It's that simple. Type in the number 69302. Then the message box, Talk David, all one word, lowercase, hit send. You will instantly receive a response from us with a motivational tip of the week, like today's is from Deepak Chopra, who's amazing. And uh, and then you'll also get a link in that text of how you can listen to the show live. So join us, 800-548-8255. Michael Luckman, for 45 years, a sales trainer, a coach, an entrepreneur, and an author of the book Overpowering Fear, Defeating the Number One Challenge in Sales and Life. Michael, welcome back to the program. Well, thank you, David. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you back. Define, Michael, define fear for us. Can you give us just a really short answer that that would define fear? Uh, Fear is both a curse and a blessing. It's a blessing when we feel fear that warns us of something that could cause us bodily harm. And that is an absolute blessing, probably one of the greatest gifts that nature has given to us. The problem with fear, though, is that we feel the body responds to fear, and what I call delusional fear, which is just the thoughts in your mind. It becomes a curse because not we feel the exact same response when we have to go up and introduce ourselves to a stranger. Or somebody says, why don't you get up there and, and just... Tell them what your thoughts are. And fear overpowers us. And we're, we're frozen in place. And our body responds with the same hormones, the same 
uh, stress hormones that go through our body, and we feel the exact same thing as if we walked out of our house and there was a mountain lion standing on our lawn. Yeah, there's and no difference. That's that's fascinating. Fear. Yeah, yeah, that's fascinating. There's no difference between that that imaginary fear that we create to introduce ourselves to someone, or if it was real, the body responds the same. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Which is really crazy. Why should we be afraid <laughs> of, of introducing ourselves to another human being? Right. Why well, should and, we and be th- afraid of picking up the phone and calling them? Well, and this is my question I, I, I want you to answer, and, and that is, is that why is it so hard? So, so someone really wants to make more money, and to make more money, Michael, they have to get out there and prospect, but they're really afraid of it. You know, they, they really want to lose the weight, but they're afraid to walk into a health club because they're overweight. They're really, they, they really, really, really want to create deep love, but they're petrified to go out on dates. So why is it so hard to release these fears? Okay. Well, first of all, the fears have been with us since we were like two feet tall. I mean, we're born pretty much without fear. I think somebody told me that the only fear an infant has is the fear of falling. Every other fear that we have is a learned response. And we're taught these things by those people closest to us. If we, as a, as a preschooler, make a mistake and our family laughs at us, we're going to learn not to do those things. And every time, and, and the, the interesting thing is, David, is that the fears that you had when you were three, four, five, six, ten years old are the same fears you have when you're 30, 40, 50 years. My mother right, is right. 92, and she still has the same fears she had as a child. They mm. don't go away unless you face them. Yeah. And often what happens is we learn, we get up in front of the class, to uh, read our essay, whether we do this past summer, and we're scared to death, and the other kids giggle at us because we're afraid of that embarrassment, that humiliation. And those are the things that keep us from doing it as an adult. The same thing. People have judged us, and they have judged us wrong. And we, because we were looking at these giants who told us if we were going to be successful or not, I mean, parents, grandparents, siblings, teachers, coaches, even spouses when you get older, will say these things to us. They will damage our ego, which I believe we really don't need. And if we can get rid of it, we would be a lot happier. But these things come up. These are the voices in our head. The voice that we hear in our head, and everybody hears those voices. The voices we hear in our head are our voices. But the words are, whoever told you that you weren't good enough or smart enough or talented enough or creative enough or or athletic enough, somebody told us and convinced us we weren't enough. And this is where our fears come from. Michael, let, let, let's go back to this, because I know you're right, 100% correct. The fears begin in childhood. We carry them forward. They grow in time until we're immobilized. So let's take two different people in fifth grade. One kid gets up and says something, and everyone laughs, and they become the recluse. They become extremely introverted. Their feelings are hurt. Um, they've been made fun of, and they withdraw. And for the rest of their life, they perceive themselves as the introvert who's not good in social interactions. In the same class, the next day, someone says something else and everyone laughs, and that person 
takes it as a compliment and becomes a successful comedian. Same experience, right? right? Like, like what, what happens? What's going on there? Well, really what's going on there is we all have different aspects of our life. You know, and different roles that we take on. As you grow older, you're, you're a student, then you might be a student athlete, then you might be class president, or like me, class clown. Uh, I mean, we all take on these different roles. In some roles, we're totally capable of them. I mean, I know people that they have a magic, a Midas touch. Everything they touch turns to gold. When they're in the business world, they are a superpower. But in their personal life, they, they, they can't pick up the phone to call a person of the opposite sex to ask for a date because right. they're nervous. They can't yeah. get up in front of a group and talk. So it's not like one person has every fear in the world, although I come close or did come close <laughs> before I was able to overpower it. But... We, we have our fears in certain aspects. I mean, I've worked with hundreds of CEOs of corporations. I mean, when they're running their CEO, they might be like a high-D personality, a powerhouse, a driven individual. But in the rest of their life, they can't make a go of it. Or their fears overpower them. Right. And they don't do those things. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. Yeah. What happens is, when we're faced to fear, we have a choice that we can either overpower it, or let fear defeat us. And, and listen, often, Michael, I'm, I'm going to ask you to hold right there. For every listener, everyone, everyone listening right now, I want you to, unless you're driving, I just want you to jot down your greatest fear. Like, what is your greatest fear? What is it that you'd like to do, but that you haven't done it? Is it going into the gym, but you're overweight? Is it finding deep love, but you're afraid of rejection? Is it making more money, but you're afraid of doing the calls? Would you love to see your business expand, but you're really petrified of standing up in front of people, and that's what's holding you back? Like, write about it. Because when we come back after this break, we're going to talk to Michael Luckman about several of his clients that had some of these fears and what they did to overcome them. The name of the book, Overpowering Fear, Defeating the Number One Challenge in Sales and Life. For more information on Michael and his book, go to overpoweringfear.com, overpoweringfear.com. Right after these messages, we're coming back with Michael, success stories, where his clients started, where they got to, and how they changed their mindset. What were the tools they used to become more successful? You're tuned into America's positive radio talk show, David Essel Alive, every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific, XM Satellite Radio 168. Our toll-free number, 1-800-548-8255. I am David Essel. Stay right there. You're tuned into America's Positive Radio Talk Show, 22 years on the air because of you. And we thank you so much for hanging out, tuning in, supporting us for all of those years. David Essel in the box with you, 1-800-548-8255. Michael Luckman is my guest, author of the book, Overpowering Fear, Defeating the Number One Challenge in Sales and Life. Hey, Michael, before we go to um, one of your success stories of a client, the Super Bowl is tomorrow. 
And when when we think about the average person that would be walking into an arena filled with 70,000 fans and and 17 trillion watching them on the air, um, they would become very nervous, very anxious, very afraid. How do athletes take that same situation? Like, what do they do different than the average person to turn that fear into adrenaline, excitement? Good. That's a, that's a good question, you know, because I've been thinking about it a lot because the 49ers are in, and that's my team. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area, so, you know, I've been, I've been praying here for, for this past <laughs> week that, that they win tomorrow. But, you know, it, it, it's funny about athletes, and it's also funny about those who excel and those who fall into slumps. Oftentimes, if we allow, we are the product of our thoughts. We can create through our thoughts. We can create the life we want by holding the thoughts in mind of the things that we want. And we can hold thoughts in our mind of all the things that we don't want. And the funny thing is, both the people, if you've got two people, one who thinks only thoughts of prosperity and, and abundance and the life they dream of, and the other person is always thinking of, Oh, what happens tomorrow? Oh, I hope I don't get fired. Oh, I don't hope I don't run into traffic. Oh, I hope I play well. I hope, I hope. Right. What happens is both people bring into their life exactly what they're thinking about. Mm -hmm. We create, some people refer to it as a law of attraction, that we will attract into our life all the things that we think about, both the good and the bad. It's the same with an athlete. An athlete going into a game has to look at it as if it's just another game. And they have to ask their higher power for the strength, for the wisdom, for the skills to do their best. They have to envision. I always have my clients envision their success. See it in your mind. See what you want to attain. And then just let it happen. And it's the same way we overpower our fears. We first must recognize the negative thoughts we have. I don't know if you knew this, David, but the average individual entertains about 60,000 thoughts in a day. Wow. 60,000 thoughts. Exactly now, most lot, of yeah. those, we don't even, you know, they, they fleet, they're fleeting. They go through and, and they're gone. But they also say that about 90, over 90% of the things we think about, the thoughts that we do have, are negative. Right. Now, we were born to be optimists. It's, it's built into us. If we weren't optimists and our ancestors got up in the morning and they had to go out and they had to hunt and they look out the window and it's raining, and they say, <laughs> oh, I don't feel like going out today. Right. It's a gloomy day. I think I'm just going <laughs> to... You know, get back into my uh, bearskin rug and sleep <laughs> by the fire. I mean, we wouldn't have survived. So we're, yes. we're, we're designed for success. We're designed to be optimistic. But then on the other hand, we've got all these delusional negative thoughts that go on in our minds. Now, if we believe those thoughts are true because our parents might have said to us when we were little, oh, you, you know, I'll tell you what I was told. And my folks swore that they never did it, and I came from a loving family. Whenever right. I did something wrong, I would hear, you know, Michael, 
if if God was passing out brains, you'd be in the back of the line. Wow. And 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 I didn't think much of it, but I grew up believing that I wasn't that smart. Yes. So you know, Michael, and hold on for a second, Michael. I want to make make this comment for all of our parents out there. You know, that means that we have to be more conscious as parents about what we say. You know, those benign statements that we make are not benign statements. Can I get an amen, Michael? <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. I mean, right, that's right. They're they're not benign statements. Mm-mm. Sometimes they're said lo- lovingly and jokingly, but we right. might accept them as negative. Those are the thoughts that come up in your head. So mm-hmm. if you're faced with a situation that you're not sure you're going to be able to succeed at it, and the thoughts come up, you know, in the back of your mind, and it might be who knows who it is. It could be Aunt Mildred for any for anybody. Mm-hmm. But to saying, oh, you know, you know, you just just get a good job. You know, that's too tough for you. You remember, you were never too smart, or you know, everything you've ever done, you failed at. So. Right. This is where that fear comes from. Mm-hmm. When we have the thought of something we have to do, we immediately go back into those old filing cabinets and pull out every negative comment that we accepted as the truth because we were too young to argue with it. Michael, listen, we have we have about a minute and a half left, and I want to get out your book and website one more time. Michael Luckman, our guest, author of Overpowering Fear, Defeating the Number One Challenge in Sales and Life. Go to overpoweringfear.com for more information. Get the book. Look at the success stories in the book and, and the steps necessary to take to release fear from your life. In, in 60 seconds, Michael, we have 60 seconds. Go ahead and give us 60 seconds of tips to help people overcome fear. Go. Uh, well, the first thing that I recommend, one, one of the things that I put into my book was it's, a, it's a, largely the story of my life, my life in business, my life as an entrepreneur, my life as a marketing person bringing new products to market. I talk about my success. I talk about my fears. I talk about when I overpowered my fears and went through success and when fear won. But what I put into the book, in the back of the book, there are 10 exercises that the readers can do to help them to overpower their own fears. And the first step is they have to identify what those fears are. And oftentimes, we don't allow them to, we don't put a name on them. We we just say, I've run into people and say, I don't have any fear. Well, come on, we all do. We know that. Sure, sure. And and the thing is, you can't, Go to a destination of overpowering fear, or any destination for that matter, if you don't know where you are mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Even the best GPS system in the world couldn't route you anyplace if we didn't know where you were. <laughs> you know, your, your, your automobile was inside a garage and the, the satellites couldn't get to it. How can they route right. you someplace when they don't know where you're at? The right, same right, thing right. Us as human beings. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I and 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 I'm so glad you said that for for all of our listeners. You know, looking at what it is, and if you say you don't have any fears, my recommendation to add to what Michael is saying is: look at the area of your life that is not working. Look at the one that you're struggling with the most. Look at the one that's always in failure, breakdown, and that's probably where a good percentage of a big fear might be lurking. Michael, wonderful to have you back on. So glad to talk to you, and we'll look forward to doing it again. Okay, it was my pleasure.
All right, overpoweringfear.com, Michael Luckman's website, overpoweringfear.com. Check it out, gang. We are going to a quick break. We're coming right back. Dr. Joe Dispenza, what the bleep do we know? Do you remember that movie? Powerful. He'll be talking about accomplishing what you desire in life by changing your brain. I'm David Essel, talkdavid.com. Stay there. 